Welcome to the English Montreal School Board Podcast. My name is Barry Morgan, and on this podcast, you will hear from people within the EMSB community and beyond, people who work very hard to make this board the choice of thousands of families. You'll hear from various experts and from other people who will share their inspiring experiences with the EMSB. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the EMSB podcast, and our special guest is Tony LaCroce, former teacher within the English Montreal School Board, although back then it was the PSBGM, former director general of the EMSB, now special consultant to the school board, and also adjunct professor at McGill University, and full disclosure... Um, when I was at Sir Winston Churchill High School many, many years ago, Tony LaCroce was on the staff. He was a physics teacher there, and he and I haven't seen each other in well over 30 years. Yes. To put a closer, uh, put a finer note on it, Tony, I think it's been about 36 years. I've been a little bit busy. I've um, moved through the ranks. I became the vice principal and principal there, and in uh, 92, we put together Lauren Hill. And it's a wonderful school. Sir Winston was a wonderful school. Lauren Hill is a wonderful school. And I was transferred to Rosemount High School, also a wonderful school. <laughs> I have uh, wonderful memories of both schools. I worked with wonderful people. And uh, there's still a lot of wonderful people working in uh, those schools, Gonna all for the benefit of kids. Talk about the old days again in just a bit. We'll circle back and also how teaching has changed over the past three, four decades. We'll get into that in just a second as well. But Tony, I wanted to jump right into these, uh, uh, this project that you've been working on with others, with many others from what I understand, for quite a while now. The English Montreal School Board's Commitment to Success Plan, which was approved by the, uh, the provincial government. Can you just give us an idea of what the Commitment to Success Plan actually is? You know what the Commitment to Success Plan is, it's a tool. It's a tool to take a look at how we can improve things for students, both in the youth sector and the adult sector. It's to improve uh, the overall success rates, uh, to improve proficiency in languages, to make kids feel more comfortable, more safe in the schools. It's all about making the school, the adult and vocational centers, a better place for the people that uh, work and study there. So the big question is how? Well, interesting, uh, this minister, this last minister, um, uh, had a plan whereby um, they looked at what are the things that we need to do to keep improving uh, how students are able to meet the challenges. And so uh, he placed certain targets. Interesting enough, this uh, school board has met those uh, targets long before and has, right? set, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and has set a uh, target for 2022 for 91% graduation rate, which is, you know, for a public system, mm -hmm. really wonderful, really wonderful Nin and, and ambitious. 91, I mean across the board. Across the board. Right. And now it's in the... Now it's 88 to 89. Uh, we're waiting to see what... Uh, the new results will uh, deal with, but uh, this school board has been uh, one of the top school boards, if not the top school board in the province. Right, because they're depending on where you go, depending, uh, yeah. the the graduation rate could be as low as, if I'm not mistaken, around eighty percent. 
Uh, within uh, the school board, yes. Yeah. And uh, our English sector has done extremely well. And, and I'm proud to say that this board has done extremely well and, and producing wonderful results. Which benefit the kids? Uh, sure. So, on like on a practical level, if a parent comes up to you and says, "Hey, so how is this commitment to success plan going to benefit my child or children?" I, just in practical terms, how would you tell them? Okay, it's not specific to one of the things we did is we we consulted our community. We looked at what are the needs, what are the challenges that the board faces. Um, right now, we're working after this commitment to success plan. We're working to develop something what's called an educational project which will define what a school is. So the school will be consulting uh, its community, its uh, community members, people that have a commitment to ensuring that kids do well in school. So each school is developing that. They're gonna take a look at their particular milieu, what are the challenges that they face, what are the particular needs that the uh, school faces, and how do they address this together with members of the community. And, and one cannot forget that they're partners. The parents are the partners of the school and the community are partners. So mm -hmm. if we're all in this together, then we can make it better for our students. It'll make the learning experience more, um, less challenging perhaps? Well, the challenges are going to be there, but people are gonna to work together to try and meet those challenges and meet the needs of the, the, the kids. And ultimately, that's what it has to be, because education doesn't only belong to the school. Yeah. It belongs to everybody that, that contributes to the school. So these are additional resources, perhaps? No, no, no. Strategies. Strategies. Looking at data, looking at where are we not doing well. If we're not doing so well, what are the, some of the things that we can try? What does the research say? What do the universities say? Can we bring in partners to help us? improve in a particular area. One of the things that we're looking at this is not only academic results, uh, because that's obviously very important, but the life of the, of the kids. So the kids feel safe at school. Um, is there bullying going on? What's the anxiety level? And is the anxiety level more among boys, more, more among girls? Mm -hmm. What does the data tell us in terms of the perceptions that the kids themselves have answered on in a survey that they fill out at, at a particular time of the year. So the school uses this data and <clears throat> will talk to the kids about it and at the same time saying, okay, how do we adjust what we're doing? How do we make the kids feel um, more um, uh, feeling that safety aspect? What are the types of resources that we need to bring in to do that? So that's what this educational project is going to be all about. And the commitment to the success plan is the board's umbrella for all of this. Because while the uh, ministry has a strategic plan, the commitment to success plan is aligned to the ministry's st uh, strategic plan. And these educational projects are aligned to what the board wants to do. So it's everyone with their own synergy producing and, and, and ultimately making it better for students. Speaking with EMSB Special Consultant Tony LaCroce, how would you characterize it as a huge challenge or the fact that it seems like a lot of people are really involved here, so... You know what, the first time it, it, it came out, uh, it was called uh, along another line, it was a partnership uh, agreement, it was called, and, and schools had what they call management and educational success agreements. This time around, it's called a commitment to success, but the educational project has been around all the time. 
for a long time, let me say that. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's a renewed energy to try and go into the schools and take a look at what is specific about this school? What is specific about the students? Where do the students come from? How do we use what we know to make it better for them? That's ultimately what it comes about. I mean, yeah. No, sorry, I was just going to say that one system that, or one particular way of doing things doesn't necessarily fit every school, every child, every teacher. And, and that's why the educational project is specific to each of the schools. If you have a school like Royal West, which has... Uh, kids that are selected and and very uh, uh, educationally and uh, inclined, the 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 things that you would be doing there would be very different from another school where perhaps I'll give you an outreach school where kids have some social issues, uh, be it at home, and and what you do with them would be very different than what you do at at, at another school. Okay. The whole idea is it's local, it's involves all the team members of the school, including um, including uh, support staff. If we take a look at an elementary uh, school, how do the daycare people help in, in making the school a better place? So the idea is everyone that has something to do with the school needs to contribute to the success of kids. What are you hearing from students in terms of what they say is, is terrific, maybe what's lacking, what they might need? You know, what, one of the things, uh, and it was very interesting, uh, in uh, when we did our consultation with uh, parents, uh, one of the things that parents were concerned about is the school board teaching the critical thinking skills that are required for this 21st century. And some of them felt that perhaps uh, we're not doing it to the level that we should be doing it. Anyway, we asked the kids the same question. We got a totally different answer. They're good, or? They were extremely pleased with the critical thinking skills that the school uh, works uh, with them in developing. Okay. So, um, and we told that to the parents when, when we had the, a second meeting with them. So the kids are pleased. Now, is it for every child? Uh, is that happening? No, but the fact that this school board has an almost 90% success rate as we speak speaks volumes about the type of work and the commitment of the staff to the, to the uh, schools. I mean, you've been around now, let's face it, an educator. Many years. Many years. Many years. 40-plus, um, I guess, in the yeah, education system. I mean, it's incredible how the system, how, how teaching has changed, how school setups have changed, the advent of, of computers, of course, and the Internet. Can you just talk a little bit, Tony, about what it was like when you first started teaching, and was Sir Winston your first uh, stop? My uh, first stop was Sir Winston. Yeah. I mean, if I take a look at that... Uh, I had wonderful experience, I had wonderful kids, and worked with great uh, teachers. Uh, I had one particular person, Andy Purich, uh, who... He was my phys... I did not have Mr. LaCroce for physics. We didn't get to choose. I had Mr. Purich, and... And he was my mentor. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, he was a wonderful teacher, um, and I learned a lot from him. But you know what hasn't changed, what has not changed? It, it's about building relationships with kids. That's ultimately what it comes down to. Sure. I think the kids want someone in front of the classroom that is knowledgeable, that can deliver that knowledge, but on top of everything else, because you're not going to remember the parabola or Newton's laws. You're right about what that. You're going to remember, <laughs> what you're going to remember is, how did that teacher treat me? 
did that teacher care about me? Mm -hmm. And ultimately, it's about building relationships. And, and, and you know what? Kids work for teachers that feel, that the, the kids feel care about them. They don't want to disappoint them, perhaps? They, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And they go out of their way. And that's why in some classes you will have a kid that is considered, I'm going to use the word troublemaker, in one class reacts very differently in another class. It's about building relationships. Interesting. And I haven't been in a classroom in, in a long time, but, you know, it's certainly, it still doesn't seem that long ago. And you talk about the different styles that different teachers had. Some were more outgoing, let's say. Yes. Some were more, you know, just let's do A, B, C, D, and E and all through the line with not as much, let's say, uh, warmth. Is that a fair way to put it? That's, you know what they want? They want respect as students. And you need to respect, and they need to respect you as, as, as the teacher. Sure, sure. And, and that can never change, as long as there's that respect. But how do you get that respect? Well, you get that respect by being knowledgeable about what you're teaching. Because if they sense that you're not knowledgeable, you don't know what you're talking about, then you're going to lose that respect. And they're not looking for the easy teacher that's going to give marks. They're looking for a teacher that is going to teach them so that they learn, because ultimately that's what they're there for. And with all the tools that are available now, I mean, I know it's difficult for somebody in high school or elementary these days to, to understand what it's like to go to the library or to look up, uh, you know, to grab the encyclopedia, if you had one at home. Yeah, right. uh, I sold growing encyclopedias. <laughs> is that right? Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to, you know, but it was like, I guess it's tough for me to imagine what it was like to walk to school in five hours, in five, uh, you know, five feet of snow, uh, trudging, you know, the way you stated from, from our folks back in the day. And now that I'm a folk, I'm telling my son, well, you know, we had to go to the library if we wanted to find something out. You couldn't just grab your phone and, and no. Google it. Very, 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 very different. I think the technology can only help, but we got to remember one thing. It's a tool and it's only a tool. And, and, and the teachers are there to use all of the tools that are available to them. So uh, kids demand more. As a, as a result, parents are demanding more. I mean, they're demanding more of the teachers in terms of a variety of things. Yeah. Communications with them. The teachers do a wonderful job. They really, I, I mean, I, I truly believe that they care. Like in every profession, there may be some that are not as good as others. But the large, large majority of the teachers do a wonderful job and care about the people that are entrusted to them. Is, uh, you know, in the course of over the past, you know, 30, 40 years, nothing has changed in the sense that most people still want to succeed. Absolutely. They still want to do well in high Absolutely. school for the most part, you know, and, and man, you do like to go on to higher education. So that's remained a constant. Yes. But what do you see as more of a challenge for teachers these days in the classroom? Do kids maybe depend too much on their iPhones or tablets? I'm not, I'm not so sure. I think, uh, you know, one, one of the things that we have to be careful of is that teaching is not entertaining. Uh, uh, teaching is um, conveying what you know and, and leading the kids to make the right choices and, and facilitating their learning. Uh, the tools that, that are available today perhaps were not there yesterday. However, uh, having said that, it's still working with them to develop their skills. I, I can always remember uh, kids asking me, again, we talk about a parabola, when am I going to use the quadratic equation, sir? And to me, it had nothing to do with the quadratic equation. It had everything to do with uh, 
getting the wheels in that brain turning and so that it develops the mind. Mm -hmm. So what the teachers are there to do is develop the mind of, of the child. Talk about those critical thinking skills. That's what it's about. Because ultimately we're not going to remember everything that we've done, but we'll remember how to solve a problem. And that's what they're doing. Why did you uh, choose physics? Interesting. Well, I graduated from Loyola at, at the time in, in physics. I then went uh, for my master's degree. And I had a teacher in high school who I admired, and that gave me the idea. I loved science, and I thought uh, the experience of teaching with what I liked about science is the way it was the way for me to go. And let's face it, these days, science, robotics, it's the way of the future. What, what advice do you have, Tony, for, for students, for parents as well, who have children who may not necessarily know which field they want to go into or may feel that perhaps they don't have what it takes to succeed in a field like physics or, or some kind of a science? Listen, uh, I, I know today everybody talks about the uh, social sciences, the, the liberal arts and so on. What I think employers are looking for is ultimately people that can think on their feet and people that have social skills because I think that, that's very important. And I think schools try and teach that. So to me, it's not necessary whether I become an engineer or whether I, I get a degree in the fine arts. Kids are um, entrepreneurial. Kids know what they want. And, and we don't all have the same uh, wants uh, or needs. For sure. And, and as a result, at some point, you'll know what it is that you want to do. I, I wouldn't worry. I, I don't think parents need to worry. Kids will know where they want to be at a particular time. And I know it's difficult to sum up in a few words a career that's and still going on, of course, for, for so many years. How rewarding has it been to be a teacher and educator? I loved it. I still love it. And I'm excited anytime we do something new, anytime that, that, that I'm in front of a classroom, uh, even, you know, at, at, at McGill. The idea of, of exchanging ideas with, with other people, because now that's what the, I'm doing, is just a, a high. And you never get tired, I'm sure, of seeing f some former students or people who recognize oh God, you who haven't know, seen you, you in you many years. You go to Costco years. and they say, <laughs> I had you as a teacher and you're, you're trying to figure out the Did name. Did I pass this kid? Or <laughs> but it's been a very positive experience for me. And I think I was blessed because I worked with wonderful people. And um, ultimately, that's what it's all about. Tony LaCroce former teacher within the English Montreal School Board, uh, former director general of the school board, now adjunct professor at McGill University, and still special consultant to the EMSB. Great seeing you again. Thank, Thank you, you very much for your time. Thank you for listening to this installment of the English Montreal School Board podcast. I'm Barry Morgan. And don't forget, for all the latest news and information, follow the EMSB on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at EnglishMTL.